You just said this, right? I have to check out Harry Land. Another hundred year candidate. I'd, I, I, <laughs> you said saying, that. What I'm saying is, I'd have to take out. Okay, I'll take out Conor Whelan then. Conor Whelan. That's it. I quit. Subscribe to the GA podcast feed on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Right, it is nearly 10 minutes past nine this Wednesday morning. Derek McNamara is with us. Um, uh, pointy-headed rugby boffin, is that your official title? <laughs> exactly, that's me. The stats man. Um, uh, what do you do? Tell us. What do I do? Yeah. yeah uh, God, we basically, I, I break down the game so that I can identify if teams are getting better or worse based on their performance. And how do you do that? Because it's a, it's a specific thing. Yeah. You kind of... Well, when we, you know, the simplest way of identifying is, you know, the game is a way of measuring performance. You know, everything is there on the pitch for you to to view or see. So, we break the game down into different parts, different sections, and then we we the most important thing is the grades. So we give each individual player a score based on their, you know, the whether or not the player pumped the legs, whether the player lifted the line out and hit the straps, the quality of the performance. So by aggregating those scores, we're then able to show if a player is getting better or a team's getting better or worse so that we can break down the game into kind of easy understandable way for coaches or you know players or analysts or whoever it is so that they can identify if a team's getting better or worse or simply we break it down to uh, did a team win or lose based on player performance was it due to coaches or was it due to skills so which is a kind of combination of both okay and, and, and who uses your information what what God, everybody, yeah. So we, they're, you know, uh, gaming companies, you know, um, schools, clubs, professional teams, international teams, you know. So taking all that information and, and you know, uh, editing it or, or manipulating it in a way that coaches can understand it, they can then, you know, measure their own performance as a coach or players can review that information and watch their videos and learn while they're away from the pitch, which is something brand new you know it's not it's not something that that currently exists so that's that's our idea is to improve the game and improve the player performance you know and rugby is still a reasonably new professional sport so we're going to try and drive that innovation and and you know player performance quality over the next couple of years it's giving coaches easily digestible information about Mm. stuff that's meaningful yeah 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 so like um there's just way too much going on in the game you know rugby is a very simple sport you know when you break it down there's once the game gets going, you've only got carrying, passing, uh, rucking and tackling that happen in the game. So um, when you break it down, it's quite a simple sport. But in reality, there's just way too much happening in the game during the game. So what we do is we watch the game multiple times. We break it down and we, we, we give that information back to coaches so that they can drill in as far as they want into the information and watch the video and see why a player got a poor poor grade at the breakdown or they can drill in and, and take a look and say oh well this player is playing in this league I need this type of player and um, we can go get that player for fastly less money than the guys over in New Zealand or Australia that have got a big name to their, 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 their themselves but so buy on fact as opposed to reputation somebody. yeah um, yes by buying on fact as opposed to reputation yeah yeah it's just something that, that you know I suppose everybody's been out there trying to do this but you know I started doing this as a hobby, as a you know, I was obsessed with wanting to know if why my team won or lost a game. Was it due to, to was it due to me as a coach? Was it due to the players or was it due to skills? So that's kind of been the essence of what I've been trying to do and I've slowly made my way up through the schools, clubs, 
now helping out some of the top coaches in the world and top teams in the world so it's it's fun yeah, it's funny Ron Regard did drop your name on the show a couple of weeks ago <laughs> and so very interested to hear what your analysis is of the final yeah 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 so yeah very interesting game I, I, I'd i analysed the two teams prior to the game far more than any other teams uh, before so it, it's definitely a good uh, use case alright but um, yeah what, just watching the game even, even first off I was I was very surprised at the way in which Lancer were playing. You know, it was. It was um, like if you anybody's watched a lot of French rugby, you'd know that teams, especially when they play at home, they'll demand the the, the, the ball and they'll control the ball and they'll play territory rather than you know going for points. Uh, so I was surprised that you know the lack of um, the lack of um, con- uh, contesting. Leinster or La Rochelle's ball so that was the first thing so I have a little start up here um, yeah so basically of the so explain this, this is yeah. the num- number of breakdowns that are contested and uncontested for both teams this yes is, um, so Leinster had 64 breakdowns yeah contested 44 uncontested 20 yeah 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 yeah. so so La Rochelle contested 64% or 69% of all of uh, Leinster's balls so basically that that's the fundamental Start of our core reason why things began to break down for Leinster, that that as well as the defensive line that came up and cut off the the, the pod that was in front of the Johnny Sexton. But this is this is how the there was so much pressure put on Leinster's ball, even though they only had thirty four thirty four percent of the ball. By putting on so much pressure on Leinster, that affected their their rooking. So there was more players in the rook, which takes away from players in the back line. Which you know, then all of a sudden you've got players that are on the back foot. The passing then is affected by that, which means that the, the delivery of the ball to the likes of Sexton and the guys outside gets worse. And you so know, pe- people that, might notice this: the passing goes a little bit. It's a little bit behind. Why is the passing a little bit behind? It's not because they've suddenly become bad passers. It's because yeah, it's a knock-on from everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything has a reaction, even equal and opposite reaction. You know, so um, pressure is huge in rugby. You know, Try, understanding a way of, of continuously putting teams under pressure over an extended period of time. It, it it has effects, but also it's the Heineken Cup final. <laughs> These players are under severe pressure as it is, you know. So um, any any time, and like again, we we can look at all the stats and the data and look at it. Like Leinster only lost with the last play of the game, so it's but it's it's understanding how these things break down, and and you know Leinster weren't able to play the game that they wanted to play. Like you know, Leinster like to hold the ball, and Larishel's core idea was hold on to the ball and keep the out of your twenty two. Which is a very hard thing to do, especially when you got the likes of Leinster players. But that's that's what they did, you know. They, so the fact that if we look at uh, Lara Shell's analysis, you know, they had 123 uh, breakdowns, nearly twice the amount of breakdowns as Leinster did. But um, Leinster only contested 26% of these. So that, as well as Leinster or Lara Shell putting the ball in the corners rather than going for points meant that Larishel could control the, the, the ball but could control territory as well at the same time. So that as well as Leinster being under compression or, or a lot of pressure meant that they were kind of on the back foot and they weren't able to make those connections that were so easy in the uh, Toulouse game. That's interesting because I, I don't know, is, is that a trend that you we would have seen over Leinster in the past where they, they tend not to contest breakdowns generally is that their style ordinarily um no so it depends on the personnel that are on the pitch right you know you have certain players that would be looking to do this 
and certain players that are good at it and certain players that like Lara Shadow brilliant at it you know they'd be one of the top teams in Leinster but any of the data that we've looked at for Lara Shadow and on top 14 it's usually around 45 to 55% okay, of so the this time is a significant so change a significant shift in the final it's two very distinct uh, teams in trying to implement two distinct game plans one led, like La Rochelle helped uh, was helped by uh, by Lancer. Lancer the Lancer team probably didn't have the personnel there to to, to get that uh, to, to, to disrupt you know so uh, but yeah, twenty twenty six percent contested is is definitely a game plan, or has been you know, and you can see it in the game. If you look back at it, you know, you'll see that the 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 Lancer lads are are getting away from the the breakdown as soon as the, it sets, you know, to yeah. try and make sure that they're there for the the when the where the attack is coming from. Okay. One of the the common I guess conversations over the, the last little while was uh, about the um, Leinster, you know, being Ireland and uh, a game plan to stop Leinster is a game yeah. plan to stop Ireland. Have you seen those statistics? kind of being comparable in some way to the statistics that tend to exist in a game plan that beats Ireland as well or is this very much specific to just what happened last Saturday? You've got two distinct different types of coaches you know Leinster have got the guys 80% of the time the Irish guys only got them 20 so it's it's logical for the, the, the Irish team to follow what's happening with the leading team that has the most amount of players so that's it's it's more Lance, or Ireland copying Leinster rather than Leinster copying Ireland. So, but I think the, the overriding factor is is that the the Leinster team weren't able to go to Plan B. They, they went to Plan B in the Leicester game. So, Ron mentioned the Leicester game and the the Connacht game. I think it was in the Leicester game they were able to get ahead with a couple of points at the start, and they were able to then stay ahead. And Leicester were too riled up; they made too many mistakes, you know. So. The, the blueprint was there, you know, and I think we've got another stat as well showing just about trends and, you know, Lancer's trends. So um, the blue line just shows the, the, this is basically showing the quality, the grades of the team from the first half through to the second half. And the blue line kind of represents the, how kind of um, Leinster's quality kind of dropped off in the second half. And that's a trend, you know, this is over in multiple games. You can see that the quality of the team drops, which you, you would you'd expect to a certain extent with players getting tired but you, you know you can you, expect the can you can you um control for the fact that Leicester the game was over against Leicester like yeah but it, it a trend is a trend it's you know these are reoccurring instances in the game so the when, when you're looking at an opposition you're always looking for some some element of a team that that you know falls apart or or that has weaknesses and this is this is a big weakness it's it's reoccurring and then once we once you you throw back the uh the second line is the blue or the red line that's the actual final and you can see the trend continues again in the in the final where you know but again like they if you if you look at Lancer they had Callagher, Furlong, Lowe and uh, Frawley who were all had knocks or were somewhat injured going into the game so trying to expect your, your your bench to come along and actually you know improve your quality of your team at that at, in the second half is is very very difficult what is the exact data here and how, how are you how are you getting that so we grade each and every individual player so we give a grade one to five okay. so a pass for instance if a pass goes to ground it gets a two a three is a pass that's high or low four is a very good pass but has something slightly wrong with it and a five is a perfectly weighted perfectly timed pass when we aggregate all those scores we, we split the first half into three uh, equal um, equal uh, times. times yeah based on so 15 minutes of actual time in the first half 15 minutes in the second half so that's five, 5 minutes of 3 sections 
kind of bit too deep <laughs> but basically they're each equal amount of time and we aggregate those scores so in the the there's around 1,000 activities in the second half. So there's probably 300 in the first, 300 in the second. And when we average out those scores, we get a very, very accurate representation of the quality of the team over that nice. over that 80 minutes. So it's it's very, very accurate. It's It means something. It's It shows that the, the team is losing concentration or the team has is missing a leader or that they're, they're taking too many of their leaders off. It could mean loads and loads of different things. But unless you actually have this data, you, you'd never know. Yeah. It's really so, interesting. So O'Gara, is your sense that he obviously would have had this data as well, or could he judge this from the eye test from the, the Leicester and, and Connacht games? Yeah, of course. Like the, the the top coaches out there, and like even coaches that are in school that that have got their way to top level, they're all really good coaches. They've all got that sense, you mm-hmm. know. And especially in you know, professional sports, all the way up, those these coaches that have got that sense of you know oh, I got this idea but I don't know how to do anything about it that's that's where that's me <laughs> so that's that's where we created a software deve- you know system to allow coaches to work off those hunches that they've had and have data to go and go to a player and say you know you're not working hard enough in the in the second half or you need to work on your rooking and your quality or there's an opportunity for us to be better in the second half even if like in, in yeah because they were as you say they're so close so you, you, you end up I'm, and I'm sure they'll do a lot of soul searching over the off season mm. to try. It's it's basically they're in a similar situation to uh, New Zealand after New Zealand kept blowing World Cups, where they were like, "This seems to be the best team. Why do they keep losing?" And uh, Leinster need one of those massive uh, period of self reflection and analysis to get to a point where they stop losing these games. Yeah, but a lot of these teams they they're at the top for so long, you know, like Leinster are. Brilliant, you know, like they're they're amazing. They've got so many amazing indigenous players. It's they're they just prep the prep for the game wasn't you know <laughs> if you'd watch any amount of, of top fourteen rugby, you know, you you so La Rochelle did exactly what you expected them to do, did they? Oh yeah, like yeah, totally. Like they hold on to the ball and control the ball, control the locate you know, if you're playing against any it doesn't matter if it's a school cl- team or a club team or international professional team if you're playing against a superior team what would be considered superior team keep tr- you do whatever you can to keep them out of your 22 because teams get, you know the, the good teams, once they get into 22 everything becomes tighter, everything becomes more con- you know, because everybody in training, that's what you do in training you, you train teams to get better in the, in the 22 so that's what La Rochelle did, and Leinster, unfortunately, now they came up, you know, one one last score of the game. But there there needs to be more done by teams to be able to implement different strategies in games. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help teams to, you know, like in American football, for instance, you obviously you've got a mic that's going directly up to the booth. That you can't implement that. You know, it's just not the way. But there are different things that you can do to to get what you want done or change different game plans because things may not work or you know things well, you give the players ideally yeah. over a period of time the information that uh, you know if the game is going this way mm. then we need to impl- in, um, activate different plans yeah 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 yeah. You, you don't really necessarily need to get all the players to know it's usually just one you know what I mean there's just one player you need to get the word on and they help everybody else understand you know they're, they're, it's very subtle it doesn't need to be massive uh implementations of different game plans the game plan could be something as simple as okay we're going to attack 
we're going to stop leaving them get the ball we're going to get the ball and we're going to maintain control of the ball doesn't matter where in the pitch it's going to happen you know? um, as an Ireland rugby fan should we be concerned that Leinster were closed down like that at the weekend God where do I start with this uh, <laughs> um, I'd be concerned every four years <laughs> there is uh, there's not a huge amount of um, historical reasoning for us not to be worried but I'm here I can help them um, you know if that's if that's something they want to do and the way I would try and try and sh- like there's enough time small incremental steps we don't you know it's not about looking and, and taking shortcuts and getting to where you want to get to it's it's about okay this is something that went wrong can we measure it can we identify it and can we replicate that those those, those issues that came up can I ask you a little bit about uh, how open the sport is to taking on the information that you're giving them? Because hmm. uh, we have seen a data revolution in many sports, but we've yeah. also seen a, a similar, a, a simultaneous parallel. No, no, no. I, no what, what can these people teach me with their computers and their spreadsheets? What's rugby yeah. like? Well, it's the same in any industry, right? It's the same in anything that happens. When anytime there's something new comes along, people are going to be pretty quick to poo-poo it or sport definitely divides down with the like the ones who are desperate yeah. for all the information and the other ones who are like the, I see this as a threat yeah. but if you look at if you look at the NFL so I worked in PFF for, for a while and you know there's great experience you know they, they, they're they working directly with the, the you know people in the back you know back office or front all, office all 32 NFL teams yeah yeah, yeah hundreds of, hundreds of uh, teams in, in college and they, they deal directly with the, the top guys in each of the clubs or each of the, the franchises but they also deal with the guys lower down the head coach and the, the other coaches so when you're going into and they, they've shown the blueprint so they deal with the broadcasters they deal with the you know the gaming companies so like EA Sports for instance so the, 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 there, there is a whole wide range of, of ways in which PFF or helping organizations around sport. So just because it's the head coach isn't into analysis or it doesn't doesn't believe in in data, you know, because he uses his hunch and he's got to that point, that's totally fine. But that doesn't mean that the guys that are coming up that are used to using phones and rely on technology to be able to tell what they do, it's 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 a slow, steady, you know, you can't you can't go in knocking on these doors and kicking doors down. You gotta Trust, build trust with these coaches and these these people in, in these in individuals. But the the investment in analytics and sport, especially in rugby, is only going to get more higher. And you know we're we're here to try and and, and answer those questions and, and and help teams. You know fundamentally is what we're trying to do is help teams. And it feels like there's a culture of video analysis. It's just about maybe making sure that um, that's all consistent from competition to competition age group to age group and from player to player and mm. that's what the opportunity it seems to me from yeah well we're, we're going to be able to analyze you know schools rugby you know because we have different levels we can think it's eight different levels of, of performance and a- analytics all including grading you know so we're looking to help schools because I, I came from uh, helping you know Belvedere College uh, with Phil Rahiko years ago and that's that's where I started um, and you know, it's the, the guys at the very top still want that data, still don't want that information. So. One last question for you. The, the, the debate about Sexton and whether or not, you know, the, the tail off in the second half, maybe if he'd been on the field of play, things might have changed. He might have spotted something. He might have done something different. Um, what would the the analysis and the, the, the data show about um, the 10 when it comes to Leinster and Ireland, do you think? Well, everything, like, everything revolves around Sexton the semi-final. So, Getting so the the pod that goes in front of Sexton was, is there to try and protect him, but yeah, as soon as that breaks down, 
he's just like any other 10 in reality you know like he, he is an amazing passer amazing kicker amazing decision maker but he, he you know he, he, he did struggle on Saturday um, a lot so getting getting another 10 in there it, it's hard like there's, there's 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 a lot of 10s out there that could fill in for Ireland and be but I think in reality we're all expecting or wanting or willing the next 10 to come true to be an Ogara or a Sexton and they're generational players, so he he needs to probably wrap himself in cotton wool for a couple more months. If we want him to play in the World Cup, then we just play him very rarely. And um, he's amazing, amazing ten. Like the, if I had it here, I'd be able to show you that the the analysis from the the semi final and quarter final, and he was the top graded player. You know, he's top player in the, in the competition. That's because he does make the right decisions. His passing is accurate. He comes onto the ball when he's supposed to. So the drop off is significant from him to the yeah, other teams. yeah. But but it, what what we can do is we can do a comparison between Sexton and and whoever is, and we can say, okay, well th- this player needs to slightly improve in passing or carrying or decision making, and we can we can try and help help that player or a bunch of players to go. Okay, well you need to work on your passing or you need you're in this situation. You need to pass the ball or skip the ball, whatever it is. We, we can we can help them mirror that player because it's it's not it's not necessarily about the the player that fits into the role it's the it's the position it's it's the position on the team and their and what you want them the, to do yeah uh, yeah, yeah yeah so um, like it's measuring performance based on what, what they're doing so all right very good stuff yeah cheers, that's, that's the look with it thanks a million otb am with gillette get into your flow with the new gillette labs razor with exfoliating bar 